Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. So I'm Daisy May, and we're currently on episode seven of my little series here on the Laundry Lowdown podcast called The Vintage Glamour Devotee. So episode seven, and this is now, um, it'll be coming up to, in a couple of months, a year with Laundry Lowdown. And it's also the new year. Um, at the uh, episode six, at the end of 2021, I did a episode on my sort of top experiences um, of 2021. And I kind of wanted to feed on from that with something else that's um, quite positive, a big inspiration of mine, and kind of hopefully channel some positive energy into the new year. I've currently had a really bad new year so far. So it's actually worked out quite nicely that I get to talk about um, something that's really important to me. Now, This whole episode is going to be on the reasons why I love Betty Page. And I have created 10 reasons. Some of them you may or may not know. They're kind of facts. They're kind of, um, we do touch upon as a little trigger warning for people um, about mental health. Um, I don't go into a lot of depth because she has quite an interesting slash dark slash extreme (laughs) life. Incredible. And I've already decided I'm going to do another episode on this later on. But for the new year, I really wanted to focus on my inspirations, why she's um, so iconic to so many people, um, like why people idolise her, uh, why, 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 you know, why Betty lives, lives on now. And also, I do get asked quite a lot on my social media, although my Instagram has recently been deleted by bloody Instagram. Um, I have made a new one. If you want to follow me on there, it's Miss Two Underscores Daisy May and May is spelled M-A-E, not with a Y. But I get asked a lot about kind of like how I got to where I am and like what 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 are the reasons that I'm, you know, so body confident and for me, I've I've never really questioned it much. There's obviously like a, a few points in my life that uh, I won't talk about in this podcast, otherwise it will just go on forever. Um, about why you know wh- how I got to where I am, why I love the things I do, the influences and the life experiences, and you know the work I've put into myself to kind of get where I am. People are always really really interested about it, and I, for me, I have to actually really reflect. And um, you know, the new year is a great time to do that anyway. But I have to really. Um, kind of delve into like there's a question why I really like that and why I do the things I do because for me it's modeling's always felt very natural um it's not something I get nervous about neither is nudity or sex or talking about sex or talking about relationships like I've always kind of just been that friend that people seem to like talk to about stuff like that which which I love but I don't know why for some reason it's just something that I've always been very comfortable with 
So I wanted to kind of reflect and like maybe share something with you guys that might be quite interesting slash fun. If you love Betty Page, you'll love this, um, hopefully. <laughs> and if you don't know who Betty Page is, then you'll hopefully learn something really interesting. And if you're sort of aware who she is, um, you may have seen her on my arm. I have a big, big tattoo of Betty Page on my right arm on my bicep of all places. Um, and yeah, so you may have seen her, you may have never heard of her, you may also be a huge fan. Now, what I will say about Betty Page is there is a lot of uh, rubbish spoken about her. The fact that she tried to kill her husband and like all these crazy rumours that, that just aren't true. Um, so I am going to be touching upon stigmas like that around mental health and around sex work and around why you know women women get so stigmatized based on the things that we do you know we're kind of damned if we do we're damned if we don't kind of thing so that's kind of you know I'm going to be touching on things like that so just to pre-warn people um so who is Betty Page Betty Page is um an American lady she was born on the 22nd of April 1923 and she sadly passed away on the 11th of December in 2008. So she's been gone for a little while now. And um, if you're not sure who Betty Page is, she is very, um, you know, Dita Von Teese and people like, I mean, very much Dita Von Teese, but there are other people that have really drawn influence from her. But from a young age, I found out who Betty Page was. And it was just simply by Googling like pinup and pinup models and things like that she's one of the most um profound and iconic people so even if you don't know the name go and google her now and you'll see a picture and I, and I guarantee there'll be at least one there where you'll be like oh yeah I recognize that so not just in photographs but she, you know after um she kind of disappeared later in life after her modeling career she became even more famous little to her knowledge um so she's had comics um paintings some of her there's there's so much about her. So even if you haven't seen a photograph, you may have seen some artwork on her. Um, but that's how I discovered Betty Page. Um, I'd always had an interest in vintage films and like, you know, Elvis Presley films I used to watch with my nan and the whole sort of 1940s, 1950s era, I was always infatuated and obsessed with. And I always looked at it as this kind of unreal, otherworldly, like striking, beautiful, um, like transcendent <laughs> like this this stunning thing that like I could never be and then I realized like wait a minute it's literally just putting some red lipstick on and you know learning how to put a few outfits together and curl your hair and like or even not do all of that but kind of sh draw upon like vintage influences you like and and do it your way um but things like that I would just I used to look at and just think oh my god like these beautiful femme fatales and I that's always what I wanted to be um, and it wasn't really until I started looking at Betty Page that I realised that's kind of, that's the look that I, that I'm drawn to. And I, I don't know why. From a young age, I always just thought that is the look that I want. So I'm going to talk about 10 points now. Why, um, now you know how I found her, why I grew to love this iconic woman, um, and how it helped to, um, influenced me maybe without even me realizing from quite a young age so the first point is familiarity so she's pale she has dark hair she's got blue eyes she is curvy she um she doesn't have uh, big boobs she's kind of curvy on her hips and we have a very similar 
pre-COVID slash me being ill, we, <laughs> we had a very similar figure um, and very like very similar tummy and like similar kind of roles and kind of a bit of cinema in the same places. So she was really the only person when I was growing up that I felt like, oh, I kind of look a bit like her and she's gorgeous. Not that I would say I do that now, um, but especially during puberty when all I ever saw was, you know, Kate Moss and Jennifer Aniston and as stunning as those women are, that I just never really found that there was like diversity. And we all know now that we we know we're still striving to have more diversity. So it was really, really healthy for me to see um a woman with just a different body shape who was so loved and admired and um with with such fame and and mystery and, and, and intrigue for people. So it was really, really positive for me because I spent a lot of my childhood feeling like um, I was a I should have been a boy, or I'm not feminine enough to be a girl, and no one no one's gonna fancy me because I've got big shoulders and I'm taller than everybody else. And I just hit puberty really really early, so I I, I think I just became very self conscious quite quickly. Um, I'm talking very young, like seven or eight years old. Like I really hit puberty very early. Um, so you know, seeing this woman who just seemed so comfortable in her body and even in her all her photography and her modeling like she's laughing and she's smiling and she exudes such just comfortability and confidence in herself and it doesn't seem overly sexual either which is something else that I always strive for that just because women are you know wearing less clothing it, it doesn't actually imply sex at all you can think that in your mind like it, you can find it sexy or arousing but you can also choose to keep that fact yourself, one. <laughs> and two, um, it doesn't actually Im imply sex. It's it's just a body, you know, um, and it, it there's too much power given to that that's, you know, takes away from the things women do. For example, recently my Instagram being deleted. Um, Instagram, see it as uh, solicitation if you even wear lingerie. And, it, and it's not. I always talk about body positivity Um. And um, I'm going to continue doing so in a slightly different way. Um, so I mentioned the word comfortability there. So that is my point number two. The words I would use to, to describe Betty are free, happy. Um, and it's almost like she wasn't naked. And there's these little videos you can watch. There's a really incredible film that I would really recommend watching. But Betty Page actually narrates. Um, and it's Betty Page reveals all. Um anyone that's interested I would go and watch it because there's some beautiful videos of her and she really just has this incredible personality for someone in her era growing up with the things that she did and she suffered um she she really had a strong strong character and a lot of gumption balls you know <laughs> she she really was this in, incredible um, this quite this incredible person and I, I really genuinely believe as many people love Betty Page there is there is no other model that will ever be like Betty. She is just, she's just incredible. She's she's absolutely amazing, and she's such an inspiration to so many people. As I say, I'm only touching on a few of these things briefly, but I am going to do um, in April a dedication to Betty Page because um, that's her birth month. So I really want to do something about Betty Page then, which will go into a lot more detail. Um, but yeah, that's just something I really wanted to touch upon is that she she just seems so comfortable in her body. Um, and you know, it, I can't remember, there was this quote, I think it might be in a film or it might be in a podcast that I listened to. And it's, it's basically about the fact that men made Betty Page a star 
I think the the the, the quote is men made Betty Page a star and women made her an icon or or something like that because because of the way she modeled with so much fun and freeness and almost um like an innocence she was just fun and playful and she just couldn't even almost like fathom like it's just a naked body you know like why are you attaching all this stuff to it bearing in mind it was illegal back then you know to be doing what she was doing so she was already a rebel you know so I really really love that and um it's it's because of the way she did things I think it's very easy for everyone to like love her um and not be intimidated by her or jealous because she just yeah she seems so free it's a lovely energy that she has um there's some incredible photos I would say that are worth looking at and they're kind of when she is like in the sea and she's laughing and like kicking water up in the air while posing to just yeah this kind of like you know when people say you should never lose that childish charm of like being carefree and not worrying about consequences in a certain way not obviously being like narcissistic and nasty but just that that free fun um vulnerable um charm I don't think it's sad to, to lose that and she really did embody that Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now. And you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code podcast to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code PODCAST today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Now, another thing, and my point number three, is that she was part of the 4% um, of women out of all college graduates to um, get a Bachelor of Arts degree. So Betty grew up very, very poor. Um, and she always wanted to be, um, I think in her young age, she wanted to be a teacher, but she always had um, dreams to be um, an actress. And she always used to, growing up, have her photo taken. And um, she, she she says that she would copy poses from movie stars, but she always loved the camera. So she wanted to be an actress. Um, but she really, really fought hard for her education, um, which, you know, for someone who grew up in England, I think sometimes we, it's easy to forget. I mean, as, as women, I think generally we're quite aware that we're lucky because we still deal with, with other um, injustices even today. But um, the fact that she fought so hard for her education, it, even that alone is remarkable. Um, but there's so many things through her career that she did um, that just the majority of women didn't do. And it wasn't that I mean, I'm not even saying it to kind of judge the other women that didn't, but it was just so hard because you faced so many challenges, um, especially when you came from a poor background, you know, like she, at one point she was in an orphanage and 
she dealt with a lot of abuse from both of her parents growing up. So she, she really, but you know, before she even got into her modeling, she had already dealt with a lot of trauma and stress in her life. And she just had this resilience and kept this, this carefree, fun, like mentality, which is just, I just love it. I, and you can hear it in, in when you, when you hear her talk in these interviews, she never showed her face once she left modeling. So there's, there's only a handful of photos of her past the age of her like mid to late thirties. Cause she, you know, she always wanted to be remembered how she was in her photos. Um, there's a whole load of backstory here, but I'm only briefly touching on it. Uh, cause it's, it's such a remarkable story. It definitely deserves um, a second episode. Um, but she, yeah, so she was in the top 4%, um, the, sorry, part of the only 4% of all uh, college graduates that were women. But also I think another thing for women that's so incredible, um, is that she, and it may seem like a stupid thing to point out, but anyone who does what I do, we all know that we still face stigma today. And the fact that she is educated and she is academic and she's intelligent with a high IQ, and she still gets her clothes off and poses naked. That in itself as well is like another thing to be like, yeah, well, the stigmas that you get when you are naked or when you pose naked or you are a sex worker or you're a burlesque performer, like whatever bracket you choose to call, you know, put yourself in or where you see yourself. Because I know some performers don't consider certain things sex work and other things they, you know, do. It's very personal to each person. Um, But we still deal with like a whole lot of stigma and it's, generally the stigmas I found are that you're not clever, that you've got no other choice, that it's a last option. Why are you doing this? You must be insecure. Um, and, and Betty wasn't any of those things. Um, so it's really positive, I think, for women, especially um, to to see or, or anyone that, that, that does, you know, like nude modeling or whatever they do in this industry to to see that you know you can have success in so many areas of your life um and especially in this time um that's you know it's quite unheard of you know and and women dealt with a, you know a hell of a lot like one of her ex-partners um it would the, the rumors that were going around when she moved back home is that she was just diseased um i'm assuming they probably thought she had syphilis or something or just because she posed naked um they instantly just assumed that she was diseased and disgusting, you know, I think things like that, like they, they shouldn't even be related. You know, the fact that you take your clothes off doesn't show anything about your, your intelligence, your integrity, your morals, like it, they're not related. It's just, a, it's a human body. And, and that has always resonated with me. It's, it's why I do what I do. It's why I love what I do. I respect, you know, everyone for their own choices, but oh my God, seeing Betty, you know, as this ballsy, incredible woman who fought for you know her respect and her education um her jobs no matter what shit she went through and she went through some very dark times in her life um including you know mental illness and mental health issues um I think probably a lot of that actually spiraled from all the abuse that she suffered I don't think she was just born from something I think she the poor woman probably had a lot of PTSD but you know she she continually through her life fought for um her you know just to, to be respected um you know and, and you can hear that in her voice in these interviews it's just incredible so my point number four is that she is a, a role model um not just for people um who I mean anyone who knows Betty Page will probably 
I would like to think you know the truth about her mental health and her mental illness. Um, so she was diagnosed with um, late, a lot later in life after um, a few really tragic episodes um, that got her um, arrested and, and things. She, she went for a really, really, really tragic time. Um, like a profound time. She had a lot of tragedies, but like a real profound time. And there was a point where she uh, wasn't uh, charged with what she did. Again, I'm going to go into this into another episode because I think that's the only respectful way to do it to Betty. Um, but she was um, uh, charged with, not charged, I can't remember what the word is, but you basically, instead of being charged with the crime because she was mentally ill, um, she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and um, I can't remember what do they call it when you're, I had this written down and I, and I thought I wrote it down, but I haven't. When you're unable to like you're not in control of your impulses and things like that and she used to get what they call I think it's called commands um with like voices in her head telling her things now Betty was very very religious so um she's very relatable to a lot of people because of um trauma she's been through she's been through abusive relationships she's been through um mental institutions counseling and um troubles within the modeling industry and then dealing with stigmas because of what she does not only that but she also <laughs> she had uh i think it was four four marriages in total and they were to three men so she married her first husband twice um and there's like a whole other story that goes into all of that but you imagine even being a woman in that time if you would got divorced the judgment even just for getting divorced and 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 she filed from divorce you know multiple times so she's really <laughs> there's a lot of people that can can relate to her and I think the fact that she does have this iconic modeling career and a lot of it is nude and it's what I would consider art she um I just think there's a lot of stigmas that go with all of the things that she went through in her life, especially, you know, I mean, even now it happens, but especially when she was growing up, if you were diagnosed with some kind of mental illness, I mean, she was put away for 10 years because of that. Um, not in prison, but, you know, psychiatric help. And she, yeah, she, she, she really, <laughs> poor woman, pretty, you know, really, really went through it. Um, so I just think for anyone that is dealing with, um, I mean, even gay, gay people, the gay community and the LGBTQIA+, I think I said that right. Um, I've only recently started adding the A. I think I've been typing it wrong. That's why. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she just, she's just an icon and she's so liber liberated and, and free and timeless. She just, yeah, she's a, she's a really good advocate for anyone who um, has, 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 has been through through those things or knows someone who's been through those things so she, she's she's very relatable you know because she she wasn't you know the, these things aren't secrets you know and, and 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 when she was asked in these interviews she's always been really honest like oh yeah this happened and I had a complete breakdown and you know she she's almost seems quite you know unapologetic and very like matter of fact um, there's a few quotes that I'm going to end this podcast on later um that are just they're just hilarious like they just really show the type of person that she was um but it just what what's incredible about betty and i'll say this before i go on to the other 
half of the points because I said point four just on the fact that she's so relatable to so many people. But she, she kind of, she started modelling through the fifties, and it was, <laughs> it just shows you that this kind of idea hasn't changed. But she, they always used to lie and say that she was like twenty two when she was twenty seven. So. A lot of her famous modelling career was into her 30s as well. And there was a point where she got into her her late 30s. And um, there are a few things that happened in her career because she did bondage photography and all sorts of stuff um, that she she was just dealing with with a lot of issues. Um, the police getting involved, bearing in mind, because this was considered illegal, certain things they were doing, like photographing outside naked. Um, the FBI would even get involved if you were doing bondage photography. Um, and they were doing like mail order stuff. So it'd go out in the post and obviously like people would find it and report it. And the FBI would turn up sometimes and take all of their negatives. So there's, there's photos of Betty and all these models that were destroyed that you'll never get. So, you know, putting all this together, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to actually imagine because we still do with we still deal with stigma now, of course. But you imagine the weight of all of that stigma. I think it just got too much for Betty, and obviously, as I've mentioned, she suffered with an incredible amount of trauma in her life and abuse. So, I I would imagine she was suffering from PTSD at this point. Um, so she decided that she was too old. A few things had happened in the in the last year where she just she didn't do any more, and she up and left New York where she had her career. She just left and she was gone. No one saw her for years and years. And what's really sad about it is that she didn't know that she was a role model to all these people. So she, bearing in mind, like no internet or anything, she she disappeared. And during this time, she had a breakdown. Um, she'd been arrested and then she'd been sectioned and all this stuff had happened to her. And she wasn't aware that when she disappeared, her fame increased. So throughout the, the people still say that she is responsible, one of the main people responsible, including Irving Claw, the photographer that did all the fetish photography. Bearing in mind, he is one of the first ever fetish photographers. And she was one of his first models doing fetish photography. So the spanking and the dominatrix and the boots and all the videos where she's walking around stomping her feet. These were the first things ever created. So Betty's also an icon for people who are into kink and have these kinks. Um, and she never um, judged or anything, you know, it was just like, OK, this is my job. And I model this for these people because they have these fantasies. She was just so matter of fact. But she um, she she's so profound in that way. And when she it, within like the bondage community um, and, and the history of it and for coming mainstream, um, that you know, when you when you go through the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, especially through the eighties and nineties, she was massive. There was comic books on her, and multiple artists were painting her. And she, the saddest thing is, she didn't know. She didn't know that people were collecting figurines of her. Um, in nineteen fifty five, she was the Miss January for Playboy when it was only two years old. So she she. <laughs> she was being like worshipped basically worldwide i really hope you've enjoyed this make sure that you check out everyone else's podcast on here if you want to have a little more listen about lingerie and everything else that we love i'll see you guys soon
Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.